Star Wars 7x7 episode 3525. We're continuing our series on the season premiere of The Bad Batch. Today we're talking about episode 3, Shadow of Tantus, and this episode is our patented 7 takeaway breakdown episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is our, oh gosh, I've lost track now. I think this is our sixth episode covering the three episode season premiere of The Bad Batch. Today we're doing our seven takeaway breakdown for the third of the three episodes, which is Shadow of Tantus. And I'll try and spare you all my coughing. I've been dealing with an upper respiratory viral infection for a couple of weeks now, and it's sneaking in here from time to time. But we'll start this off with our you know, typical first takeaway, which is a high-level recap of the show. There's a whole lot of trooper activity on Tantus, way more than on a normal day, which means that something bad is going to happen. And it turns out we're right, because Emperor Palpatine is coming to Tantus to pay a visit. Dr. Hemlock drags Nala Say along for the proceedings, which means Emery Carr is going to run the experiments for the day. And that's a big problem because all those times that Nala Say has been destroying Omega's blood sample, that's not going to happen today. And Nala Say knows that once Omega's blood sample is tested, there are going to be big problems. So Nala Say has to say, you got to run and you got to do it today. But she promised she wouldn't leave without crosshair, and she probably needs the, you know, additional help anyway, to be honest. So, yeah, she goes and gets crosshair, and they manage to make it out of the facility alive. Meanwhile, Hemlock shows off the facility to Palpatine. Palpatine says there's nothing more important to the future of the Empire and whatever resources you need, you got them. But... After Palpatine leaves and Hemlock finds out that Omega has escaped, he's had enough. He's ready to shoot her out of the sky until Emery gets the results of the blood test. And it turns out that he actually needs Omega to keep Emperor Palpatine happy. So for a second takeaway, let's talk about Omega and Nala Say and Omega's blood sample because this episode honestly raises a lot of questions. How is it that Nala Say knows that Omega's blood is able to successfully handle a complete M-count replication and transfer? It makes you wonder whether it happened once while they were at Tantus and that she was able to kill the results somehow without it getting logged in the system. I mean, I suppose that's possible, but seems somewhat unlikely. Another possibility is that they were already performing experiments like this on Camino and knew about this possibility. We're just keeping it quiet. And so as uh, Dr. Hemlock accused Nala Say of in a previous episode that maybe Nala Say is trying to slow down the research somehow. Or maybe it was an abundance of caution thing because every other person's blood who was tested was an altered clone and Omega is the only unaltered clone in the facility. So yeah, there's suspicion that maybe the results wouldn't go the way that the rest of the altered clones results went. Or maybe it was a combination of all three of those factors. Who knows? But I'd say that's kind of an unanswered question for us. For our third takeaway, we'll talk about Dr. Royce Hemlock, who continues to prove himself to be a really terrible person and a great villain for the Bad Batch, talking to Emperor Palpatine about how they have quadrupled their results and that they've expanded their exotic matter facilities for the alteration and testing of large subjects, which leads you to think about the Zillow Beast and maybe containing 
<laughs> something akin to those slither vines that got out of control on that other planet. And Palpatine thinks pretty highly of Dr. Hemlock. He says in talking about needing to keep the facility secret that some even among their ranks would think that what they're doing is an abomination but says they lack the vision we possess. So suggesting that Hemlock has the same kind of vision that Palpatine possesses says that Hemlock's brilliance is a great asset and it leads <laughs> to, it leads Hemlock to just start spinning a little bit and thinking that someday he could be appointed science minister and he talks about bringing unleashed glory to all the science divisions within the empire. This is like megalomaniacal stuff. I can't think of any person I would less want near the Imperial Science Divisions than this guy. Speaking of Palpatine, he's our fourth takeaway. He is super invested in this project. He isn't there for the large asset situation. He's there to check on the progress of Project Necromancer. We get a name for it. We've actually had that name before because Captain Pelion, back in Chapter 23 of The Mandalorian, mentioned Project Necromancer. So this is now our second mention of it in canon storytelling. And we find out that there are specimens that are being carefully guarded and maintained to assure their viability. We don't get to see what these specimens are. We're going to talk about that on our deep dive episode tomorrow. But the answer, in short, is probably a really horrific one. They've probably got a bunch of Jedi and Force-sensitive people being held in suspended animation of some kind to just have the blood sucked out of them. So, oh yeah, not good. For a fifth takeaway, we have Crosshair. So Crosshair has been one of those lost causes that Omega has been working on over the course of, in this particular case, the entirety of the Bad Batch. She's been working on her clone brothers saying that Crosshair is one of us. She's worked on Crosshair every time she's had an opportunity to, to say, you're one of us, you should be with us. And something finally kicks in because in her most desperate hour when she says, I've got to get out of here, it's got to be now, you've got to come with me, he steps up. We're going to have to keep an eye on him though because he's not doing well and he's probably hiding the extent to which he's not doing well. We've seen the hand tremors. Omega has asked if the tremors are getting worse and he's not answering about that. We don't necessarily know for sure what the cause is of his various ailments except for the fact that he's been experimented on. He's been resistant to re-education as Dr. Hemlock put it. We know he's been getting zapped like crazy. He's probably had blood taken from him. He's probably not being fed properly. And, you know, there's the whole gassing situation that happened when he tried to alert the Bad Batch to his uh, capture and the fact that they were coming for Omega. This was back in uh, the end of season two or toward the end of season two. And it comes into play during the escape because the normally 100 out of 100 bullseyes crosshair definitely has issues with his shooting from time to time. For a sixth takeaway, the ending of this episode and of the three episodes overall really kind of turns the expectations for the season on their head because the way things had been set up, it was going to be the rest of the Bad Batch trying to find their way to Mount Tantus to be able to rescue Omega. And now Omega has rescued herself and Crosshair in the process. So now we've got 12 episodes ahead of us where we're going to see Hunter and Wrecker trying to figure out how to reunite with Omega and Crosshair and whether that's going to be, you know, finding themselves passing like ships in the night 
Are they going to actually end up meeting together soon or is it going to be later on in the season? And what is going to happen with the cat and mouse chase that is now about to ensue? Hemlock hunting down Omega, not to mention other money-making missions that we know the match is going to have to go on. And if things continue the way that they did from season one and season two, probably a couple of episodes where we get some political machinations and we find out a little bit more of the world-building backstory about how the transition from the fall of the Republic to the rise of the Empire actually takes place. And for our seventh and final takeaway, just a couple little potpourri things. So first of all, oh, Ian McDiarmid, what a joy it is to hear him voicing the Emperor. I mean, is there anyone better? <laughs> is there anyone better for that kind of evil? Like, he is just so game for it, and I'm just so glad that he is continuing to voice the character in animation. It's just, it's what a blessing it is for all of us Star Wars fans. It's really fun. And then the other thing is, what is up with the clone operative? So if you listen to the audio description, at the very beginning when you see all of the clones coming out of that cylindrical elevator shaft, the audio description talks about the one character that's kind of waiting there, watching them go by, and then goes into the elevator shaft himself or herself. Well, the description on Wikipedia only calls it a mysterious figure, but if you listen to the audio description, that figure is described as a clone operative, and that's as much as we know about it. But who that person is and what they're doing getting back into that elevator remains a mystery, and I think that's one we're going to have to find out a little bit more about in future episodes. So that's what I've got for you on our seven takeaway breakdown of Shadow of Tantus, which is the third episode of season three of The Bad Batch, and that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoy the show and you haven't done so already, you know what I'm gonna say, leave a rating or review on your favorite app, hit the subscribe, the like, the follow, the join button, whatever they call it, both of those actions help more people find this daily dose of Star Wars joy to add it to their lives, and Telling a friend also helps too. You can share the good word about this daily dose of podcast joy, and you can also help support its production on a daily basis. All you have to do is go to patreon.com SW7X7 to check that out. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.